my god After last night I swear I'll never drink alone again No, only with my friends No one wants to go out on Monday, Tuesday Everyone's drinking at home Wednesday I'm getting high Thursday no one picks up the Heidi ho podcasterinos. Welcome back to Text Before Calling. I'm your host, Sean Nasty, and with us as always is Eric the Wheelman Wheeler. How do you silently indicate copyright infringement? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm doing it right now. The <laughs> listeners can't see, but I'm indicating copyright infringement in Cine 4. I think that's a cease and desist order, sir. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Nasty, you've been served. <laughs> and there's uh, another presence, a ghostly ooh. presence in the room. <laughs> see, Sean? Damn it. I tell you, you get reverb effects, ooh. and now it's too late. Sorry. I can add that in post, though. Whoa. You absolutely should. <laughs> um, so... Who is that creature? <laughs> you know I'm horrible yeah, with names, I? man. That's why I stopped at that. Sean, <laughs> the big, John. nasty, I knew, yeah, I knew was, Sapatelli. Ah, uh, yeah, I was never going to get Sapatelli. I, yeah. knew, I knew John. No one um, no one really spells that correctly. A.K.A. Sappy. I can go with Sappy. Yeah. Yeah, from now on, you're Sappy. Sorry, mm. man. He does that. I've been nasty for how what long about, for no reason. Sappy? No, 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 no. I'm flipping. I understand what I'm doing. I'm flipping the bees. I'm flipping it. Sorry. That's going to confuse more people. This now. is the life you've chosen, <laughs> Sappy. <laughs> I'm going more and more into the hole right now. Yep. You, yeah. <sighs> Welcome to TBC. And much like death, there is no escape. So, Sean. Yeah. Would you say I'm a nice man? Um. Uh, you have a veneer of niceness, certainly. I don't know that I. I don't disagree with that. <laughs> John, would you say I'm a nice man? You've got a great air about you. What does that mean? You've got great hair about you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, sidebar real quick. Yes. On my way in, one of your neighbors, a middle-aged African-American woman, stopped me and said, I love your hair. And I was like, I sort of patted it. I was like, oh, this old thing? I can show you my floby. I said, oh, that's out of control. You know, faking modesty. Yeah, yeah. I, knew, I know exactly what I'm working with. Oh, how that's how my often do you get complimented on the hair? By middle-aged and elderly woman, probably, mm. I don't know, three times a week. <laughs> By anyone within my demographic, almost never. I, I would not. have expected more, frankly. I uh, used to be. I I tend to not go out so much anymore. Whenever mm. I was a, a real um, a seamster, when, man about when town. I was a young boy in L.A., I got lots of compliments from the elderly women, mm. from the elderly Still, folk no. in general. It's, yeah, that's a the work in that cougar demographic. Is that uh... no more of like the. Um, hmm. Wait, so more the hospice demographic. <laughs> uh, I'm, is this even still a term, cougar? Because it's a term, but like anything that was trendy, it is now uh, dismissed and frowned upon. Gotcha. Because my understanding of it was uh, recently uh, dis 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 disbarred. Yeah, something like that. Uh, someone was trying to convince me that cougar was over forty-five, which uh -huh. I th seems old to me. Everything in, this is how stupid I am. Everything in my head when people talk about an argument or something, yeah. I just imagine it literally being in a courtroom. Uh, and like there's a judge presiding, like, Cougar is no longer allowed. And he yeah, throws yeah, a book yeah. at you. 
Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know if matter. it's age dependent. It, yeah. yeah, you just kind of have to look at the part, you know. Yeah, I thought it was more the separation in age. That's what than... I. I think it's all relative. Yeah, yeah. So like a cougar is someone who preys on a younger man. You can be twenty-five if you're going out with a fifteen-year-old. Uh, That's there, a little creepy. There are, <laughs> there are other words that apply there. All right, sixteen, such as hero. Certain states, I believe your state. Sixteen? Uh, yeah. For consent? Yeah. You might be right, actually. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I know it was in Alaska. Well, I know in South Carolina forever until like the seventies, it was fourteen. Yeah. To consent, it's like. It, yeah. I remember what I consented to when I was 14, and it was doing a lot of stupid shit and wasting money, you know, going to see going to see what women want in theaters. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't know if I was 14 then. What did I see when I was 14? Bicentennial Man? Yeah, <laughs> Something I, like that? I remember trying to sne- uh, go see Pulp Fiction, and I was too young, so I... They they wouldn't sell us the tickets, so we decided to buy tickets for the for heavyweights, and uh, we decided we'd sneak into Pulp Fiction. And then you know, a couple minutes in, someone comes in, taps it on the shoulder, and asks to see our ticket, and kicks I, us out. I truly love websites like Box Office Mojo because I love seeing like the year end review of what was the most successful movie, like highest grossing movie, not in like a competitive way of oh this beat that. I just love seeing what came out at the same time hmm. and sort of how like. Heavyweights and Pulp Fiction being in theaters at the same time. Yeah, I had no idea that was the case. Like, of course, like yeah, they're around the same era, but it doesn't. That never would register to me. I never, I'd never assume that. But it's like bizarre to think about that because the movies that came out in my life, like I can't remember what was playing next to like Attack of the Clones mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Even though these movies have no real connection to each other in yeah. my mind, they're sort of inextricably linked together. Like Pulp Fiction and Heavyweights, two movies I've seen, but at one point in human history, you could walk up to the ticket counter and you had to make your choice. And those two movies are inextricably inextricably linked in my mind and my my personal history. Right. (laughs) I remember when I turned... 18, the first thing I did was I bought a DVD of Jackie Brown at Walmart. Because <laughs> mm. I said, oh. Wait, did Walmart card? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. I remember thinking that was cool. Like, I'm buying Jackie Brown. I never seen Jackie Brown. I, I watched it and I was like, it's, it's pretty good. I, I like it more now. 18 was uh, lottery tickets and porn. Um, John, where are you from originally? <laughs> uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oh, that's right. You told me this. Uh, oh, we talked about Creed and the, the Johns. Yeah, we talked all about that. They uh, were very faithful right. with that. Mm-hmm. You felt um, like it was a, a positive or at least a faithful um, You know, I have a per- my personal experience with John is my name's actually John. So um, obviously I, I kind of take that on sometimes when I'm... I I took with me. Right. I'm confused. You took a knapsack with John. So So in Creed, uh, they make a reference to the term John, Hmm. J-A-W-N. It is a very loose term. It's like like fuck, where you can basically put it anywhere in a sentence and it'll make sense. But it's It's, like fuck in the sense that fuck can also be a noun. Yeah. Like the way I described it to John was it's kind of like thing. He was like, yeah, a little bit. Mm -hmm. Is is this a Philly word then? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it started originated in philly and now um just it's just a placeholder hmm. it's it's working working in you know the magic as a placeholder yeah. the cray, thing cray. Put, put the thing on the thing and wrap it up in the thing the john and the john yeah. and get that john over here but that's like real conversation that's not like mad libs um you know no Dude, i don't know if people <laughs> take it quite that far <laughs> no not usually but no it's it's uh i don't know it's a novelty hmm novelty uh, do work. people do people play it up ever to be cute like i know because i'm from north carolina so sometimes people can play it they're like hey, hey y'all how's it going good to see y'all do people play up john 
Yes and <laughs> yes and no, I don't know. I guess. <laughs> it doesn't normally happen, but right. if it happens, it you know everyone accepts that it happens. Right. I guess one of those things. Like that weird point in history when people used to be named Dick, but then Dick became <laughs> a name for your penis, and so there were yeah, people yeah, were still named something Richard. I don't know where John started. It's like a what, what, the it, what it described. Yeah. Wait, well, what? <laughs> what was this? Like, you just gave me Sean. I said Richard, and you looked at me like I was an insane person. No, <laughs> um, I'm certainly aware that's my middle name. Um, no, it's not. Yeah, my middle name is Dick, yo. Um, mm. Or Dick is my middle name. Whatever. I thought your uh, middle name was Buster. <laughs> You seem like a Buster. Buster Dick. Buster. Is that a real? Na- that, you look that, like, you look like isn't Buster a nickname for something? Yeah, Buster Brown. <laughs> you look like someone who would be named during the Dust Bowl. Uh, this is my uh, youngest Buster. <laughs> I guess that is a real name. That's weird. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know why. Okay. Yeah. I'm probably gonna name my son Richard Nixon. <laughs> Richard Nixon Wheeler? Yep. No, uh, just Richard Nixon. <laughs> Richard Nixon, and then his last name will be parentheses, no relation. <laughs> I think that will put him in good stead. Yeah, that's hard to fit on forms. And then I'll abandon him at a you know monastery in Nepal. They'll raise him right. I trust these guys. Nepal? Nepal. Ne- the Nepalese? The Nepalese. The- Free the Nepalese. You, you trust them? I do. And I do, actually. I have a uh, Charles Benamoff who watched um, Star Trek with us. He actually has a very intimate, real emotional connection with the Nepalese people. He spent a few months there and, like, was sort of adopted by this family. They, like, took care of him and he, you know, uh, befriended them and is, like, like, keeps up with them. He went back to Nepal a couple of months ago after they had this horrible earthquake and took a bunch of photos documenting how they're rebuilding the, the country. It's all very moving. He's like a, he's a nice person hmm. to get back to our earlier point. Mm-hmm. Um, genuinely? I mean, he's, I genuinely, he's genuinely probably the nicest person, the best human I know. Gotcha. Cause he's dedicated his life to helping like disadvantaged people. Like wow. his dream is to be a teacher helping like, urban youths and disadvantaged people <laughs> and making absolutely no money doing it and mm. just doing it because these people need help. We call those people damn fools. More importantly, he brought me some coffee back from the Himalayas. Uh, and then me being a total asshole, I was like, wow, that's so nice. He brought me back this Himalayan coffee. And I look at the, the cover and it says, he gives it to me, let's say two weeks ago, middle of January. I look at the cover, it says, you know, best by December 21st. And I'm like, mm, thanks, Charles. And then I open it. And Sam can confirm this because she saw this. I open it and I went in a like unintentionally disappointed tone. I said, oh, oh, the beans are already ground, which means it's less fresh. And she's like, you're, yeah, you're you, an asshole. You are a dick. <laughs> but I wasn't trying to be. I was just, you know, I was, you're just naturally a dick. It just was, comes through. <laughs> this was a private moment. Yeah. Where I looked and I was surprised and yes, disappointed, Charles. <laughs> no, but it was it was very kind of him to even bring that back and it's cool. And I tried it today and it was strong or maybe I just had because I had a whole cup of coffee before and so then I had this one and I do this weird thing. I know everyone has their coffee rituals. My coffee ritual is I keep drinking coffee until I feel like I'm about to throw up and that's when I know I've had enough. <laughs> Not like real violently, but that just happened. Whenever no, no, never. But just whenever it's like an unthinking mechanism in my brain because I have coffee when I'm doing mm. stuff and busy. And then I'll take a sip. And whenever I feel that little lurch um, of like, ooh, you've had too much, I go, this, okay, I'm done. Is this a caffeine jittery related? Or? No, I think this is more the coffee gets cold and some combination of, I don't really eat breakfast. Do you do cream and sugar? No, nothing. Just no. black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've But heard- at a certain point, the I don't, is coffee acidic? 
I believe so. Okay, yeah, so whatever it is, the it, chemical yeah. nature of it at some point overwhelms my yeah. stomach lining, and my body goes, pump the brakes, and I go, <laughs> okay, I'm good, I'm all set. That's wow. the same process like alcohol? <laughs> No, <laughs> that, that, that a is a much different. more immediate feedback system of mm. like you're, you're done. Yeah, yeah. There's a threshold you hit. Uh, right. Well, I also I'm a little more methodical of like, okay, I've had for example like two beers is my limit. If I'm out drinking somewhere, mm. I'm like, okay, I'm good. I should go home. Or if I'm having whiskey, I'm like, oh, a couple of drams, and then I'm good. I should stop. Gotcha. With coffee. With coffee, I just keep <laughs> going, man. I can do pots yeah. of it. I recently uh, had to renew my. Um, uh, license plate tag or whatever, and they send you that little thing there from the state of California mm. that gives you the chart of how many drinks you a can have thing, based yeah. on your body mass or whatever, right. and still be under the limit. It's based on mass, not weight. It, it's based on weight, which is essentially I'd mass. Say that's awfully European. So, but it's body mass index, isn't it? BMI. But yeah. Anyways, what can you have like nineteen drinks or something, something like that? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> like based on my weight, I can have like seven drinks in an hour before the I... man is denser wow. than the heart of the sun. <laughs> yeah. So you know, math wizards out there can extrapolate my weight based on that. Do, if you want. Do you have any sort of personal uh, alcohol guidelines or coffee guidelines, John uh, Sappy? Me? Oh gosh, um, whole Sappy. Just don't throw up. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> don't get sick. That, I feel like that's a very good piece of like general <laughs> advice. Mm. Kids, yeah, get sick. Don't th- don't throw up in public. Don't throw up yeah. when you're part of a group. Don't throw up socially. Yeah, throw yeah. up privately. S- sometimes that's the goal, though. Sometimes you just want to make a scene. No, no, no. To uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, my goal is never to make a scene. I'm, right. Yeah, that is. Uh, but no, sometimes the goal is to uh, get to that drunken level where you you have no choice but to. Um, no. I don't like that, but I don't. I don't drink for that sense of oblivion. Ah, because I, I again, I'm just a weird person, as we've established. So I drink stuff that I like, or I'm interested in the flavor or the history of it, and I'm very like, I get those blinders on, and it becomes like homework and productivity. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to contra- I'm going to contrast this American rye whiskey with this Canadian rye whiskey, which I'll be doing tonight. Yeah, it's... and that to me is like pleasurable. But when I get drunk, I can't do that, and I can't really think that way anymore. I can't think critically, and then it's just like. I'm bored because mm. I feel like I'm just sitting there staring, waiting for the drunkenness to pass. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess I go to sleep now. I guess the night's done because I don't like that feeling of being out of control or yeah. not being able to think or act the way I want to. There's, well, no, uh, there's no equilibrium to it all. There's just more. <laughs> so yeah. You, you want to get to a spot, but it's just going to feed but into some it. People it's just, a hunger. Yeah, yeah, te- definitely. Yeah. Some people just put their foot through the uh, floorboard, though, and they just want to go to the end. They just want to find annihilation well yeah i think that is my issue uh due to my uh my body mass it takes uh, yeah I, I do have to you know floor it in order to get the effects and so i don't really like drinking i don't like the taste of any alcohol so you know the only thing is to go for it full force if i'm going to do it <laughs> which is why i recently discovered or rediscovered the uh the long island iced tea which like, is uh, <laughs> ooh, straight straight to the point. Huh? Yeah, man. I, I like that you're describing your drinking pattern in hurricane terms. <laughs> Full force, F five drinking. Hurricane yeah, Katrina. If you're gonna do it, you got to do it right, right? I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> I think most people do things incorrectly. That's a good point. Also, a bit of trivia for the super fans out there. One of the first films I ever made was a Lego fan fiction of Twister, a film <laughs> I still haven't seen. <laughs> Is it lost somewhere? Do you... <laughs> no, I think it's on a VHS tape somewhere. Not Tornado, the uh, TV movie version? Nope. Just uh... just my, I guess I saw a trailer or I was aware of the concept. And I said, oh, I'll do that with Legos. Do you have a Lego uh, Philip Summer Hoffman? 
<laughs> I, I, there needs to be one. <laughs> honey, you're missing the best part. Aren't, I know well, that that line. <laughs> wow. Doesn't he die? I, Twister's another. Uh, I have no clue. I, Philip Seymour Hoffman did die well, a little too well, soon yeah, there. Okay. Yeah. okay. Too deep. Boo. Boo this man. Boo. <laughs> Don't do it. Boo this man. Boo. Uh, <laughs> so let's wrap Thanks. things up. John, you said you think I'm... Wait, what'd you say about me? I asked you if I was a nice person. You said you have an air about you. Yeah, you have a great air about you. That's what people say about like kings before they're disposed. Or deposed? Dis- uh, deposed. Really? Disposed. Disposed of. Cite your yeah. example, sir. Uh, I don't... I, or maybe not kings. It's what you say King about George. someone before they walk into a room where you know they're going to be killed. He's you have a, a certain air about you. <laughs> Are you trying to set up that I'm about to... Uh, Are you about to set up something? <laughs> He's such a good speaker. Yeah, I feel like, she's so well, yeah, so <laughs> articulate. Uh, no, I feel like that's the sort of vague thing people say when they are about to strike and overthrow someone, but they still have to sort of like defer to them until the conspiracy mm. sets in motion. So it's like, what do you think of me, servant? And it's like, oh, your highness, there's no one like you. And you know, in the background, someone's sharpening the butcher knife. <laughs> there's always someone sharpening in the background. Anyway, to answer my question, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm a particularly nice person in the sense of like being um, hmm, not phony, but just like sugary, like you're friendly. I don't know if I'm that friendly. I feel like I am empathetic, though. I feel not, like I, un- see, I, I try and understand people, but I'm not like, hey, I'm your buddy. What's going on, man? How's your day? You doing good? Um, no, Maybe I, I, I beg to disagree. You think yeah. I am that way? I, I, I don't believe you're altruistic. I don't think you always have... Everyone's best intentions, and I'm, that's not to say that you're evil, but I don't think you're, you know, uh, one of those uh, blindly, you know, looking to shine sunshine on everyone in the world. But you are a bubbly sort of friendly person that, that is, is not certainly off-putting. Would so, you call me bubbly, Sappy? Uh, if I entered a room and I saw you and a bunch of people in it, I'd probably go to you first. Yeah, but that's just the story of humanity. <laughs> everyone's got to hunt down the wheel, man. This is just like a, a beautiful mind scenario. You know, everyone's playing the math and it goes straight to me. A beautiful head. Just remember to text before I don't perfectly remember my example. Am I saying I'm the hot chick or not the hot chick? Um, Beautiful mind, super fan, John Sapatelli. Yeah, Russell Crowe. Yeah, Russell um, Crowe. What came Ca-caw! out? Uh, what came out right then? Uh, that was Pearl Harbor, right? Michael oh. Bay. Back <laughs> to the Michael back, Bay, back to Benghazi, it. back at it. Bay the Boom. bay the bay. Bay 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 bay. Oh, we can't afford that.